Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Allison Aletha. Al, how are you doing today? Um, you know what? I'm doing as good as I can be. That is fantastic. What a weekend this was. A, for the most part, a very joyous weekend. Um, and I, I, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Uh, I was playing some AM2R this morning for all you Metroid fans out there that want to listen to some. Uh, AM2R content on Omega Metroid Pod. Check that out. And, uh, you know, we also published our biggest feature of the year this weekend. And this was a collaborative effort uh, that we spent a ton, a ton of time and a ton of resources on. And, of course, I'm talking about Best Zelda Ever 2020. Uh, I was really, really happy with how this list came out, Allison. I think it's the best Best Zelda Ever and that is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, before we get in-depth into the list of games, and everyone listening, buckle up, because this is probably going to be a long show. Um, did you have any just overall takeaways from this list? Were you happy with it? A little bit disappointed? What are your thoughts? Um, you know what? I, I was really, really happy with it, too. First of all, this thing is a monster. <laughs> so strap in. But also, it's just like, it's kind of cool to see how new people coming in on the team can change where some of these spots are and then it's also interesting how some of the spots just don't change because everybody really feels the same about some of these really incredible games so i am excited to talk about it i think it was it i would agree it's the best best zelda ever absolutely the the bbze as it were um before we get going <laughs> we did have uh, a lot of really cool comments and a lot of cool ideas coming out from last week on our age of calamity uh, spoiler cast episode about the demo anyways so if you want to go and check that out uh, please do so and also if you want to come chat about all the uh, all the theories and stuff like that check us out over on discord um, all right let's get into it uh, for everyone listening along if you can I would encourage you guys to go and uh, cruise over to zeldadungeon.net and pull up the best of Zelda ever list as kind of a companion to this episode here. Allison is not lying. This is a absolute monster. Actually, Al, do you want to guess how many thousand words it is? Um, I don't know by the end. I, I do know that I was like, okay, I'll do a quick editing of this because that's what we do. And, and it, didn't, it wasn't quick. It was it was several hours. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know the exact number, but I do know that it is 16,000 words. Nice. Ish. I was looking for woo! a woo. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right. So for anyone unfamiliar with how this works, the best Zelda ever list is a yearly tradition that we do over on Zelda Dungeon, and we ask every writer that's on the team to submit their list of least favorite to favorite Zelda games. And the favorite. Let me actually back up for a second. There's 21 Zelda games in total. So theoretically. A writer that's played all 21, like myself, will 
their first place game will get 21 points and their second place game will get 20 points and their third place game will get 19 you get the idea down the list now a writer that has maybe only played 10 legend of zelda games uh their first place choice will get 10 points just to keep it kind of fair so writers who have played more zelda games have their lists weighed a little bit more but it also includes writers that are you know maybe new to the zelda series or just haven't got around to playing some of those uh those more classic zelda titles yet so this was by far the most ginormous list that we've ever done i think last year we had maybe 20 maybe 20 maybe a little bit less writers on the team this year we took in 30 different submissions which is a just ginormous amount of data to sift through from all these other writers but we did come up with a list um we published it over on the website and now what we are going to do is we're going to go through the official list that we came up with and allison and i are going to give you our kind of commentary if we think that the games got shortchanged or over pushed and we're going to reveal where we had all these games on our own personal list and uh we're gonna have a lot of fun doing so so without further ado al is there anything you want to add before we get started no, let's do it. I'm super excited. All right. One, you know what? One thing we should note. There are, unfortunately, no CDI games. There's no Tingle games. Oh, yeah. Uh, too bad. Too bad. But there is some spinoff games like Cadence of Hyrule and Four Swords and uh, Hyrule Warriors, of course. So, you know, there's a lot of different Zelda games. And hopefully, by God, we'll have Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land on here one day. But let's get started. Let's go with the last place game. Triforce Heroes. This is this is the last place, and it was not even close. Um, Triforce Heroes. I'm gonna pull up some data here, Allison. Triforce Heroes got 30 points. So, oh, to to put that wow. into comparison, there's 30 writers. So 18 of them had not played this game, and the ones that did ranked it like most mostly dead last. So I ranked this game dead last. I think Triforce Heroes is uh how do i say this nicely it's 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 somewhat of a stain on the zelda series i feel like it's the only game that i just think isn't good in its own way there are some other games in the zelda series that i don't like but i think that they're good video games i do not think triforce heroes is a good video game it is dead last exactly where it should be yikes (laughs) um I, okay, so here's the thing with Triforce Heroes and, and me. I only like it if I'm playing it with um, some friends. So last year, uh, and the year before, I think, as well, um, I played it with a couple of good friends. We played through the entire thing. It was We had a lot of laughs. We were all really goofy. And it was great, and I really enjoyed it. But then this year when I was thinking about it, like last year I ranked it at number eight. But when I was thinking more about it this year, having not played it with those friends, I was just like, you know, I really don't even... I don't think I actually liked the gameplay. I think I just liked playing with my friends. Like, I just liked being with them and hanging out with them. And that's how I ranked it last year. So, I was more objective towards it this year. I don't think it's a bad game. I wouldn't go as far as Andy. But, I it it's definitely not over a lot of the Zelda games in the series, in my opinion. So, I was a little bit more objective and fair about it. And it took 15th place for me. Oof. All right, so we've talked about the Zelda scale on this show before, and I actually added my own commentary to this just just because I wanted to bury Triforce Heroes a little bit more. Uh, so, <laughs> the, 
The Zelda scale is, of course, the idea that every Zelda game is at least an 8 out of 10, and we kind of rank in the in the 8 to 10 range on the Zelda games. This game does not live up to the Zelda scale, I don't think. I've tried, Al. I've tried to, to start this game and play it. God, I've tried so many times. I've probably... I've probably redone the first level or two or three in this game like six times, and I just, I hate it. I hate this game. <laughs> I hate it. I hate the premise. I hate the costumes. I hate Princess Styla. Yeah. I, I hate this game. I mean, I get it. I get it. And that, like I said, I, I feel like I only like the experience because, not because of the game I was playing, but the people I was with. So, yeah. I understand. I'm not hurt by this being in the 21st spot. Well, let's keep it going. In the 20th spot is The Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Uh, very important to note, there is a, there's two Four Swords titles on here, Four Swords Adventures and Four Swords. Um, I had this ranked 15th, so towards the bottom half, but I, I do remember it you know, somewhat, somewhat fondly. I think that the anniversary edition that they released on the 3DS uh, really helped me with my ranking of this game because before... Before, you just couldn't really even play it. It came packaged in with A Link to the Past, of course, and then, uh, you know, you needed all the, the Game Boy connector gimmicks to, in order to actually play this game. So, before Anniversary Edition, this this might have been my last place game, but, um, and, you know, I, I think that Anniversary Edition really kind of helped bump it up. It's a short game. It's, it's you know, for what it is, which was an add-on to a different game, um, I thought that, you know, it was pretty fun. I, I will say that I think that the fact that you cannot get Anniversary Edition anymore is ridiculous. And, like, if they just charge 10 bucks for this game, like, I don't know, I'd buy it, right? Like, um, so I think if more people played it, it might it might have done a little bit better on our list. Uh, let's see, about half of the editors had not played this game. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's unspectacular, but but not not terrible. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, and but my problem is that I wasn't one of those people that got a hold of the Anniversary Edition. And this is something that's making me a little nervous with Nintendo right now, where they did the 35-year anniversary for Mario, and they're saying stuff like limited time release. I'm like, are they going to do that again? Like, is that what happened with the Anniversary Edition, and that's why I can't get it? Yes, so and, I have a story for you, yeah. actually. So I, I got okay. the Anniversary Edition on my 3DS, and it's a limited time download. And then I broke my 3DS. The screen just went kaplooey. It had a big ink blot inside of it. So I, I got a new 3DS. I transferred my data. But, of course, you can't re-download Four Swords Anniversary Edition. Oh, man. Uh, Gross. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't like that. And it makes me nervous for the 35th Zelda anniversary. But, anyways, beyond that... I played, this is one of those games that, because it's not very um, accessible, I played it at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. And, once again, it's something I had fun with playing with my friends, and otherwise, it really isn't very memorable to me. So, I put it at 16th place on my list. Um, hey. So yeah, it's a, another game I'm not hurt by being so low. Yeah, uh, I, you know what, the thing about Four Swords, and even Four Swords Adventures, is like, these are games that just like, it's so it was so hard to play them when they came out that it's impossible to, you know, it's possible to be upset that people don't rank them uh, highly. But this one, this next one, I actually was a little bit upset that, that a lot of people didn't rank it very highly. We have number 19... Cadence of Hyrule, and this falls five spots on our list this year. This is the biggest fall of any game. 
I was not expecting this. I think that this game is like really, really solid. Uh, we had, you know, all the editors that wrote about it uh, wrote very positively about it, and we actually went out of our way to when we were making this list. We went out of our way to find people that both liked and loathed the Zelda games, and we did that all the way up to the number one game on our list. And to see everybody kind of talking positively about Cadence of Hyrule, to see the positive reception that it generally got, I was surprised to see that this game fell so far down our list, to be honest. I, I think that this one is uh, a far better game than a lot of other games on this list. And I, I you know, I get it. It's a spinoff. It's music. It's it's not your typical Zelda adventure. But, I mean, like, I had it ranked number 9 of 21 on my list. So, yeah, this one was... Uh, was a little bit of a shocker to me to see it fall. Um, you know what? I get it. Like, I understand. So, um, also, I should put into perspective for anybody listening. I have 19 games on my list because there's two I haven't played. So, Andy has 21. I have 19. Um, but, so, for Cadence of Hyrule, I understand. Like, there are... There's a lot better Zelda games out there. However, I played this game more in depth this year after playing... Um, Symphony of the Mask with Andy and uh, talking about it on the Champions Cast and I, I feel like it definitely went up in my eyes and it, I think it'll probably go down again next year. My, it, it feels like my swing of games is kind of based on what I'm playing in the year. I think that's <laughs> but, fair. Uh, yeah, I mean so actually last year I voted it um, 11th place but this year I took it up to 10th but I, I think it's also a solid game. I, the rhythm is fun, uh, such a fun concept. I like that you can play as different characters. Um, now that I know the the map being um, <laughs> random, <laughs> now that I know about that, I think it's cool because you can get a, a basically new experience every time. So it is a solid game, but I understand that why people didn't rank it very highly. There are a lot of better Zelda games. It's just very, very different. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I was a little bit disappointed, but you know, that's okay. It doesn't have to be everyone's cup of tea. I will say that I am like, I am impressed with how much they've put into this game. You know, they, there's a lot of DLC and a lot of extra stuff that they put in. So I, I'm maybe hoping that next year, uh, you know, maybe next year can do a little bit better, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. Keep on, keeping our list going here. Number 18, the adventure of Link. And I had I had this pretty much where uh, where the rest of the writers had it. I had this on the 16th spot on my list. Um, you know, I actually I I will say that when I was going through the commentary of the writers, uh, I was surprised that nobody had really mentioned the uh, the version of Adventure of Link that appears on Nintendo Switch Online because in my eyes oh, that's like yeah. a complete game changer to this game with the save states and with the rewind feature, it, it completely changes this game because the worst part about Adventure of Link is dying and having to go all the way back to the beginning all the time. So, you know, I played it earlier this year and it's still not my favorite Zelda game, but it's for sure less punishing with the, you know, the features that the Switch version has. But Al, I know that you are not a fan of this game. I'm not. I... And I don't feel like it'll ever change my mind, no matter what quality of life it gets. I, I don't know. I just I've never liked it growing up. I don't like it now. I have tried to go back and replay it, so nobody come at me for that. I've tried, but it's just something that I just can't get into. I don't. I never like the dying and then going back to the beginning part. I don't really care for the combat style. 
Um, the concept is so, and you know, this could also just be a generational thing. Like the concept is so, it doesn't feel like Zelda to me because of some of the different things and aspects of the game, like the magic use and all that kind of stuff. So maybe, maybe I'm just some dumb younger person that doesn't like this game, <laughs> you know, but I wish it was actually lower on the best Zelda ever list, to be honest. It ranked 19 for me. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, you know what? I actually don't disagree. I mean, like, it's a very unapproachable game. Um, especially if you're... I remember when I got my NES Classic, uh, Zelda 2 was one of the games on there, and I fired it up. And I, I think after, like, the fourth time I died, I think I just went through the, the Death Mountain tunnels. I was just like, nope, not for me. And uh, <laughs> without save states, like, I think that this game is almost unplayable, actually, so... Yeah. I mean, some people can do it, and they're good at it, and kudos to you guys. That's awesome, and not I'm really me. glad you find joy in this game, but not me. Not me. All right, let's keep it going. Number 17 on our list, Phantom Hourglass. Uh, it, it stays in the same spot as last year. It was also number 17, and this is higher than it was on my personal list, to be honest. I had it ranked number 19. If you want to hear some in-depth Phantom Hourglass thoughts, we did a retrospective uh, a couple months ago now, maybe in the summer, uh, I was I was really hungover actually when we did that. But by God, I made it through that episode, and uh, I have a lot more detailed thoughts there. I think that this is not a great Zelda game, and uh, Allison, I know that you disagree, so I'll I'll let you I'll let you defend this DS title. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what? I want to give a shout out to David Lasby, one of our writers. He has a, a daily debate coming out. Um, pretty soon maybe in the next week i think where he replayed phantom hourglass and spirit tracks and he's talking about how it's like a different experience now that he's older and wiser and is playing through it again because he didn't like it as a kid and that's exactly my experience like i hated it as a child my brother and i played through it together and it was clunky it was awful but now that i'm older and like i understand i say this every time i understand how to play it efficiently and well it makes it feel better. Like, it doesn't feel like a slog to me anymore. The um, repetitiveness of going back to the Temple of the Ocean King, like, once you know how to get through it, is not that bad. It's it's really not. It's not even, like, long either. It's pretty quick. So, like, and aside from that, it's, there's just something so charming about it. The story is sweet. Um, I think Link is just adorable in the story. I really love Lineback. He's very underrated character for, for like me I feel like a lot of people don't get him but I think he's a lot of fun and I, <laughs> Bellum isn't anything to write home about but he's still oh kind God. of a cool boss so Bellum back at the end is probably one of my favorite fights but you know I, I get it but it hurts a little bit <laughs> uh, how about how about this line from uh, Mike Midwood one of our new editors having trouble sleeping <laughs> nine of ten doctors recommend phantom hourglass <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a line from Hannah later that I wanna I wanna throw out there, but yeah, oh, there's some God. savagery happening for poor Phantom Hourglass. <laughs> drag him, Mike. Drag it. Um, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I, this is just not. And, and you know what? Uh, I always complain about the controls, but I was surprised to see that more people actually complained about the Temple of the Ocean King than the controls this year. At least in the in the writers' kind of blurbs that they wrote. Um. I, I can live with Temple of the Ocean King. The controls are just what well, kill it for me. But I've, I've beat that up to death, so let's not spend any more time on it. Uh, let's keep it going. <laughs> Number 16 on our list. 
Four Swords Adventures. And you know what, Allison? I I ranked this. I'm gonna pull up some quick numbers here, so bear with me. In 2019, I ranked Four Swords Adventures. I gave it nine points, so I ranked it 13th. This year, it jumped up my list more than any other game. It was in seventh spot on my list. I, uh, you know, I talked about it when we did our Four Swords Adventures kind of retrospective, and we talked about the lore. I was like just so pleasantly surprised with this game because beforehand, really my only my only experience had been playing multiplayer with you guys at the marathon, um, and I, you know, I thought of it as that multiplayer Zelda game, and it is, but like it's, I thought. That it was such a solid single-player experience. I really liked all the puzzles. I really liked all like the little stages. It was very, very fun to play in like short bursts. Um, I had a great time playing Four Swords Adventure solo. So I ranked it quite high. I was, uh, you know, what? I actually am, am pretty okay with it being in 16th spot. It rose up two places on our list this year. Uh, more writers had played it than I had kind of figured would. So, yeah, I'm okay with this. I, I take this as a little bit of a win. And, uh, you know, I just, again, I, I don't know what it was, but I maybe I was expecting something different or something not as fun. But I, I had a blast playing Four Swords Adventures this year. Um, I would agree. I think it's got a good, solid place here. Um, and the, I was talking earlier about Triforce Heroes, how the experience I love was being able to play with my friends and hang out with my friends, but not really a game. This is a good example of where I really, really like hanging out with my friends and messing around with them, but the game is also good. So, uh, like, the puzzles are awesome, the different worlds are unique, the boss fights are really pretty epic. Um, I especially, I always like Phantom Ganon, especially if he's this Wind Waker style looking kind of guy. Um, but, like, yeah, it's just such a solid game, and I, I think I have the capabilities of playing it solo, so I really want to try that this year and see, like, get your experience from it. But most of all, it's just, like, it's got a lot of good feelings with me. I played at the marathon. I try to make sure Andy doesn't sabotage everybody. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it's just a good time. It's, like, a really good, feel-good game, and I love it. So I, I personally had it at 11 on my list, but 16 isn't – you know, 16 is not bad for anybody, I feel. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's always going to be that section of fans that are like, I don't like multiplayer in Zelda at all. And I, you know what, I respect that, because I think, you know, on a base level, I don't really either. But I think that this game does it well, and it's probably the only Zelda game that really does multiplayer well. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, you nailed it, man. You like you, you look at this game, and then you look at Triforce Heroes... And it's not even close. One of them is a fun Zelda title. The other one's just a turd. So th this one is is a good one to me. <laughs> These are Andy's words, not mine. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. Number 15, Hyrule Warriors. And it remains in the 15th spot. I was not very kind to this game, Allison. I had it ranked 20 on my list. And as I was saying last week, the I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the... The Hyrule Warriors gameplay isn't really my my cup of tea. Um, it's just it's a lot of button mashing. It's a lot of I, I don't know. It, it's just it's not it's not my cup of tea. But I can appreciate the spectacle of it. It's just it's not for me. I yeah I understand that too. I um I I feel like this is going to change next year. I'm already predicting that this game is going to fall way low on my list next year compared to Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. But I actually put it really high 
um, and I have been for the last couple of years. Hyrule Warriors sits at number five for me. But and I think it's you put it like best. I think last uh, last week or the week before when we were talking about um, Age of Calamity that this game is like a celebration of Zelda, and I feel that when I play it, it's like God, this is just a, like it's like hey, you want Zelda, you want more Zelda, but maybe a different gameplay. Here you go. Here's all these awesome BA characters. You it's like you have more opportunity to do something different every time you play a level you could be link you could be impa you could be link without the master sword or you could be a zelda which is super cool you get to fight as her and i don't i just i really like it like the hack and slash doesn't bother me the story isn't you know anything to write home about it but like it's still a really fun time and i always enjoy replaying it oh that's that's fair enough um that's fair enough and i'm sure you know, I'm sure that Age of Calamity next year is... It's it's going to be interesting to see where that kind of slots in. Because I'm predicting that Age of Calamity is going to do far better than Hyrule Warriors on our list next year. Um, yeah, I agree. Alright, let's keep it going here. I imagine that you probably won't have a whole lot to say about this next one. We got <laughs> uh, number 14, Spirit Tracks. And Spirit Tracks and Cadence of Hyrule traded places. Last year, Spirit Tracks was in 19th place. It jumps up five spots this year. The biggest jump up on our list and uh you know i i wasn't super kind to spirit tracks either i ranked it in 18th spot you know i've beat up the nintendo ds controls on this show before so i'm not gonna do it a whole lot but i will say that allison i know that this is one of two zelda games that you have not played so yes we have penciled in a a very loose schedule and a very loose uh retrospective of games that we are going to be playing in the new year in 2021 and this and another game which we'll talk about later are on that list of games that we're going to be replaying and doing a deep dive retrospective on so we'll have some in-depth thoughts on spirit tracks but for the time being i did not rank it very high <laughs> fair enough like i i get i get why it's beloved i and it's kind of funny because i feel like in in previous years phantom hourglass outdid spirit tracks but spirit tracks has a lot more fans this year and that say that it's better than phantom hourglass so i'm i'm interested to play it i'm kind of like you know dragging my feet about it but i'm interested to play it and see if what what is what if it's better than phantom hourglass or not so you know we'll see i I think once you separate the two because it's so easy to clump them together because they look the same they control the same um I, i i think that i would agree that i i do think that spirit tracks is probably better it has like I think that the train segments are actually kind of fun, um, and I think that there are there there are some better characters and better moments. I feel like in Spirit Tracks, but it, it's easy to lump them together. So I'm actually looking forward to to replaying this one. It's probably been geez a good like six years since I played through Spirit Tracks, so the refresher is going to yeah. be good. So you can look forward to that in 2021 when we do our Champions Cast retrospective on it. Um, yeah. Quick uh, quick shout out to Hannah, though. This is the line I wanted to bring up. She says, most people prefer Phantom Hourglass, which was the only Zelda game that made me cry as a child because I was sa- having so little fun. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Savage! <laughs> oh, man. Drag it. <laughs> I love how people just so hate good. Phantom Hourglass. I can, I can hear Mossy's crying I love crying our new somewhere. writers, by the way. They're great. Oh. Uh, Wait till we get to Breath of the Wild on our list. Hannah had some choice words about that. Um, But let's not skip ahead. Let's keep it going. Number 13, we've got the original 
Legend of Zelda game, and uh, I had this one ranked uh, number 14 on my list, so not too far off. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot to say about it. You, you kind of, you know, I feel like people rank it a little bit higher than maybe it actually deserves just based on respect, and I feel like that's fine. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a 35-year-old game, and uh, it certainly laid the foundation for what was to come, but... You know, it, it definitely does have its limitations. I think that playing it without a walkthrough is, like, basically, like, impossible. Unless you really know the game. So, yeah, I don't know. I, you're not a big fan of this one, I don't think, though, are you, Al? Yeah, it's not so much like I'm not a big fan. Um, I understand the respect thing, and I totally respect The Legend of Zelda. But the thing is that when I consider my list of best Zelda ever, and I feel like most people consider it this way, is like you're thinking about not only the gameplay, but the story, the music, the enemies, the characters, and The Legend of Zelda is just like it's just like the stepping stone to all these other games that have those things, but it doesn't have it itself. Yeah. So you can rank it out of respect, but really, is it really a better Zelda game than a lot of the other Zelda games in this, in this list? In my opinion, it is not. So I ranked it at 18, just above Adventure of Link. But to be to be fair, I feel like there's Adventure of Link, and then there's a huge like mile between it and a Legend of Zelda. So. Oh yeah, I feel that there's a uh, there's number 20 Hyrule Warriors on my list. There's the Grand Canyon, and then there's 21 Triforce Heroes on my list. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, let's keep it going here. Um, we have got number 12, The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and I had it number 13 on my list, and Allison, I was talking about games that we are going to do retrospects of in the new year, and you can, you can book it around February, we're going to be doing the Oracle of Ages retrospective for the 20 year, if you can believe it, anniversary of the Oracle games. I'm really excited to replay this one. This one is probably, at this point, the, the Zelda game I've went the longest without replaying and you have never played it nope i have never played it so there you go it, you know what it's really funny to me speaking of games that are lumped together so uh spoiler alert here oracle of seasons is the next game on this list but so 12 out of 30 editors had not played oracle of ages while only eight out of 30 editors had not played oracle of seasons so it, it always is so weird to me how like a lot of people have just played one, but not the other, and it seems to be they've played seasons, but not ages. Um, I don't know. I don't know why that's weird to me because it maybe it's just because they seem like such a package that if you've played one, you're probably going to play the other. But yeah, I, that always sticks out to me because every year it seems like there are more people who have played seasons than ages. You know, it makes me wonder how that works too, because it's like it's kind of like the Pokemon concept where you got the one game and the other game, and you just choose the one that you want to play um i can't remember as a child but like this is just something that my parents picked out and they picked seasons so i'm wondering was there like more copies of seasons or were they evenly placed i don't know how that works but it does seem weird that more people have played seasons than ages yeah yeah and you know what? let's since we're talking about it number 11 on our list is oracle of seasons and uh you know rightfully so i actually prefer seasons to ages myself but yeah i, I don't know it is uh it is strange because, like, they were released at the same time, but, I mean, yeah, it's not quite like Pokemon because they're completely different games. Like, they kind of look the same, but they play very different. You know, Seasons has, obviously, the weather gimmick, and then in Oracle of Ages, you're traveling back and forth in time. Uh, and, and I generally hear people say 
that Ages is the better game. And I think that we hear people say that because it's the more puzzle-focused game, and that's kind of what fans of that's kind of what fans of Zelda are all about, right? Is your puzzles and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if, like, you know, if it if all things were equal, if eight out of thirty editors had played Seasons and Ages, if Ages wouldn't be above Seasons. So we'll see. Yeah. I, yeah, and you know what? I'd be. I know we're gonna do a retrospective of uh, ages, but I would love to do one of seasons too because it's been a really, very long time since I played seasons. Right. So I'd love to get back into that one as well, and maybe just compare to the two like, as a fresh, uh, thought. Just played them as an adult. That'd be an interesting, couple of shows. Yeah, no doubt. And it's uh, you know what? It's hard to believe that they are turning, twenty years old. Because I remember playing them on my Game Boy Advance back in, like, I don't know, junior high in 2001. So it just makes me feel old, old, old. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting back into ages in particular. It's been a long time. I played I played Seasons at the airport, I think, in 2019. So I'm really looking uh. forward to, to ages. All right, let's get, let's keep it moving on our list here. We're, we're entering the top ten. This one disappoints me a little bit, but I also wasn't expecting anything really different. We've got number 10, the Minish Cap. I I love the Minish Cap. Everybody listening to this show knows I love the Minish Cap. I have it ranked as my third favorite Zelda game. Third favorite. So above games like Breath of the Wild, Majora's Mask. I think that this game is just so charming. The dungeons are so good. The bosses are so good. The items are so good. But uh, Minish Cap is at 10th spot. It was at 10th spot last year. And it's kind of a weird thing because, like, it had enough points where it, it handedly beat Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages for the 10th spot. But it didn't have enough points to really compete with the 9th spot game. So it's it's kind of on an island of its own. But, man, I wish that more people would... I wish that more people would love this game. I really do. It's so good. I I feel like personally I think that being in the top 10 of a collection of such amazing games is like really solid. I think I think it says a lot about the Minish Cap when a lot of people like don't really consider it about for much of anything that um, it made the top 10 spot on our list here. I I personally don't feel the connection that Andy feels with this game. I I enjoyed it. Um, and I mostly enjoy watching other people play it. To me, I feel like there's other better games. So, I, and I, there's nothing particularly wrong with it. It just doesn't connect with me on the same level. But I feel like it's it's doing really well for itself if it made it in the top ten. Yeah, you know, I feel that, and uh, I, I guess for for me, I, I just I feel like Minish Cap is like perennially the most underrated title in the series, and you know. A lot of our editors had played it, like, uh, I think only five editors did not play it, but I don't know, there's, there's something about this game that I, I feel like people just pass it over a lot. Maybe it's because the story isn't, like, part of the, like, the, the quote-unquote Triforce part of the Zelda story, there's no Ganon or anything, or, or maybe it's because it was um, released on the Game Boy Advance, kind of right around the time that they were already talking about the DS uh, maybe it's because A Link to the Past had already been released on the Game Boy Advance before. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, I, I think that it's just really solid, and I, you know, I, I hope that it gets its, I hope that it gets its due one day, and I hope that more people just appreciate it. Um, 
But let's keep going here. This is one that you and I probably both had a hard time swallowing. Number nine on our list, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Allison, I had this ranked number two. I know. I have it ranked number one. Same as last year. This is tough. Uh, It's tough. This is so sad to me because it's just like, it's just, it's one of those games that I feel like nobody gives it a chance because they don't want to deal with the motion controls. And that's not everybody, but it's the majority of Zelda fans. Like, you just, you can't get over the motion controls enough to play such a fantastic game. You're seriously missing out. Like, you talk, we talk about the Zelda formula a lot, where, you know, you have the dungeons and the music and what makes a good Zelda game. This has all of that. Like, the dungeons are so good. The characters are so, the music is amazing. Is there an empty sky? Yeah, sure. Who cares? You don't spend that much time up there. You're mostly on the surface. Um, like, it's just it just makes me sad that so many people rank this so low, and just all they all that comes to anybody's mind about Skyward Sword is the motion controls, and I think that is sad. Yeah, you know, um, I get it, right? Like, and and this is a game that is always divisive on our list so it's it's no surprise that it's like kind of in the middle-esque uh because i i feel like most people had it ranked in like their top three or in their bottom five and there wasn't really a whole lot of room in between for a lot of people um you know i i get it like the the motion controls aren't great and it, you know you're on a little bit more of a straightforward path in terms of i mean there's there's not there's not necessarily a giant world to explore. You you're kind of on a path from point A to point B to the next area to get to where you're going. You know, we've all talked about the sky. It's not, you know, it, it's not the it's not Breath of the Wild. Let's just say that. Um, but like, I feel like whatever Skyward Sword gives up in terms of its like exploration or or freedoms, I guess if you want to call it that, like it just more than makes up with. The best story by far in Zelda, by far, the the best characterization of of probably Link and Zelda in the series, uh, this the cinematic moments, the 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 grandiosity of it all, like it's just, I, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like if you if you play through Skyward Sword and like maybe it's just me, but like I I'm willing to to say like you know what I don't need to be able to go and explore a lot of these other areas or whatever um if i'm getting this really great story and and you hear this all the time where people will say like oh this game is too linear and people use linear as like kind of a a derogatory term for video games and i feel like that's not necessarily a bad thing at all like you can tell a linear story and still tell an amazing story i mean like let's look at at god of war or at last of us like those are linear quote-unquote games but the story and gameplay is just so solid, and I feel like Skyward Sword fits right into that category. So, I, yeah, I'm disappointed to see it slot so low. I think that the story just really connects with me. But I guess if it doesn't connect with you, then maybe there's not a lot for you. I don't know. I don't know. I it just it, and the fact that it dropped down a couple spots too just makes me sad as well. It's just. God, I don't know how I feel. I really don't know how I feel about that because you hear people talking about what they want in a Zelda game and they want the music, they want the really good story and you get that in Skyward Sword but it's still like such a divisive game. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Also, I feel like the linear thing is such a weird uh, argument because 
the majority of the Zelda games in the series are linear. I mean, yeah, there might be a couple dungeons you can do out of order, maybe in like Ocarina of Time or whatever, but for the most part, you know, it wasn't until later games that you could really do more what you wanted versus what the game, the direction the game is telling you to go. So I feel like the linear right. thing is just something, like, it's a, it's a dumb excuse to me, sorry, but like, like the majority of the Zelda series is like that. So it, I, I get some things, but the, the, they tried something cool with this game, and yeah, it fell flat, but it's not horrible. Like, the mo you can get used to the motion controls, and you can recalibrate your controller as much as you want. It's just, I, I wish more people gave it a chance. It's tough, too, because I'm, I'm one of those guys that, like, I never had a problem with the motion controls, ever. And I, and I, I know either. that people did. I know that they're out there, but it's just tough to, to fully accept that criticism when, like, yours works perfectly, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, whatever, that's that's okay. Not everyone has to like it. Um, but I do. I love <laughs> Fair it. Fair enough. This one, this next <laughs> one surprised me. So we we're at number eight on our list, Link's Awakening. And this one actually fell down a spot. It was number seven before. And um, you would think that with the remake and so many more people playing it, that it would do better. But I have actually kind of a theory as to why it didn't. I think that... There are probably a lot of people who played Link's Awakening on the Switch for the first time. They had never played Link's Awakening on the, the Game Boy. Um, and I think that they played this after playing Breath of the Wild, were finished in like 10 hours, and was like, is that it? That's all? And, you know, the music uh. is great. The game is cute. But, you know, relatively speaking, you have simple dungeons, simple gameplay, it's, it's a simple game. It's a charming game, but it's simple. I love Link's Awakening. I actually had it ranked... Uh, let's see here. I had it ranked um, number five on my list. So I, I really nice. love it. But I could see where people playing this post-Breath of the Wild were just like, that's it? I don't know. What do you think of that theory? I understand that. Um, I So I was uh, one of those people that never played the the original version and I played it on the Switch and I think that the reason it did well last year is because our best Zelda ever came out pretty much like a couple months after the, the new re-release of Link's Awakening so everybody had just played it and it put it fresh in their minds and it probably ranked higher so I can understand it going down a little bit uh, this year and I understand your theory that it doesn't, it, it's very simple compared to this grandiose game that we got a, a few years ago so I get that. I I personally ranked it um, number nine, and I'm glad that they remade it because like I, I I feel like I wouldn't have liked it as much. It would have been probably down by the Oracle games for me. Um, but I really like the story. The characters are very sweet, and and they just like they they grip at you. And the story is really interesting. Like it's kind of just like this trippy story, and at the end you're like sad, but you beat the game but you're sad you know um so it's like it's a good game and it's a unique game and it's one of it's like a long minish cap with me where it's underrated but i'm really glad they remade it to kind of get it back out into the light and i i'm not hurt that it's in eighth place like i said if you're in the top 10 of zelda games i think you're doing pretty well for yourself yeah uh, no doubt it, it's just uh i guess it, it kind of proves like exposure does not equal success maybe is what I was uh, mm. taken away from that. Um, because, let's see, only two people had not played Link's Awakening, so pretty good. We should mention, too, that when we asked our editors to rank games, um, 
we kind of we kind of combined uh, all the all the different iterations of the same game. So, for example, if an editor had only played Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, but not the Switch, or vice versa, uh, if he had played both, uh, whatever, we just said like rank it based on your personal experience. If you this is a good example. Rod, uh, Rod Lloyd actually uses Wind Waker HD as an example because he loves Wind Waker HD, does not like the original Wind Waker, so he just kind of averages them out on his list. So that's that's yeah, kind of how this enough. list works, where like you can you can take your own experience with whatever title that we happen to be talking about. So yeah, um, okay, let's keep it going. Uh, number seven, a link to the past. This falls two spots on our list this year. Um, I think that you and I are some of the only people that don't necessarily have a link to the past ranked super highly on their list. I have it at number 11 on my list. What about you? Um, I personally have it ranked at number 13, but let me give you a perspective change here real quick. Two years ago, I had it ranked at number five and then I replayed it for the first time in, uh, I don't even know how many years. And I was just like, wow. And I'm going to get so much hate for this. I was like, wow, I really don't care for the gameplay. I think the only thing I really liked about this game and hyped up in my brain from my childhood is just the memories I made playing this game. Like, my, it was my very first Zelda game, and it was a, incredible for the time, and I played it with my brothers, and I have a really funny memory playing it with them, and it was great back then, but replaying it, I was like, you know, I think I just love it because I loved it it's nostalgia that's the only thing i loved about it the rest of it like and don't get me wrong like it's got great music it's a solid zelda game it's really iconic for the series i get that but i kind of feel like i was only putting it up on my the high that high on my list because it just i remembered it from my childhood and that was it not because it was a better game than all the other zelda games that are on this list right yeah, I. So yikes. For me, <laughs> I uh, I played a link to the past after playing Ocarina of Time. So from the very get go, this always seemed like kind of a, a lesser game to me, and I didn't have like a nostalgic attachment to it. Um, you know, I, I played the Oracle games, and I was like, oh, I, I like this a little bit better because they had a funner gimmick, in my opinion. And then I played the Minish Cap, and I was like, man, this is awesome! Like this is a, a 2D Zelda game that I really like. And then I played Link's Awakening. I'm like, this is fantastic! And like. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it never kind of connected with me the way that uh, it connected with some others. And I know that that's blasphemous to say. I don't know. I, I feel like there's just something a little bit drab about A Link to the Past. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, it's an old game, right? Like, it's uh, it's going to turn 30 years old uh, this next year. So it's... Uh, I, think it, I think it feels 30 years old is maybe what I'm trying to say. It's it's a little bit drab. It's a little bit too simple. I, I don't know. It just never connected with me. I didn't have the the same connection with it. I was surprised to see it fall uh, out of the top five though, because I mean, you know, it's it's not my favorite game, but you have to pay your your respects to this game. It just it set up so much of what we come to know in the Zelda series. You know, I, I think it's a more important game to Zelda than the original Zelda. So. You know, yeah, as blasphemous it, but... as it is to say that, I I actually agree. Yeah, uh, and, and this really surprised me because I'm going to transition here. Number six on our list was The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. 
Nice. And I, I couldn't believe it that A Link Between Worlds leapfrogged both Link's Awakening and A Link to the Past on the list. And this is the best it's ever done. And man, it, it just seems like, you know, nobody had it ranked super, super high except for Rod Lloyd. He had it ranked number one. But yeah. everybody had it ranked fairly consistently high in their top 10. And it was just like a consistent, like good game. And, and I think by kind of committee, it uh, it ended up doing really, really well on our list. And it's hard to argue that, you know, we just played it and we did all the dungeons and I think it's got a great story. I think it's got great dungeons. I think it's got great music. It somehow turns the world of A Link to the Past, which I just called a little bit drab and makes it uh, a little bit more fun, a little bit more charming puts in a good gimmick into there, I think, with the, the wall uh, hieroglyphic moving stuff. And you know what? I Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised to see it do that well, but I'm looking at my own list, and I um, have it ranked at number eight. Nice. I have it ranked at number six, and it actually went up three spots because I played it again this year. And it's funny. This is the game that got me back into the Zelda series back in 2013. I kind of took a break for a while. Um, but it pulled me back in, and it's just, it's got a, a very special place in my heart. And it, it takes um, a link to the past, and it's so funny. My brother, my brother, who's also named Andy, he does not like this game because he's like, oh, they just ripped off, you know, a link to the past, and that's my favorite Zelda game. And, you know, some people kind of feel like that, but I feel like it took a link to the past and just gave it some more personality. The villains are fun. The boss fights are cool. The dungeons are cool. It makes you feel a little bit more clever than uh, playing A Link to the Past. Like the puzzles and being able to merge with the wall and solve the puzzles that way makes me feel smarter. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I just I, I think it's doing pretty solid there. I'm surprised that it's that high too, but that's like a good solid spot for it to be. And I'm really happy that it's there. I, I really like what you just said there. It takes a link to the past and gives it more personality. I feel like that is, uh, I feel like that's a really good like way to put it for me. I, I completely agree with that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep going here. Let's get into our top five. Kicking us off, we've got Majora's Mask, and Majora's Mask uh, in 2017 was the number one game on the list. It was the best Zelda ever. 2018, it falls to number two. 2019 falls to number three. This year falls to number five. It seems like, uh, I don't know, it seems like it's falling further and further every year. And I love Majora's Mask, but even myself, I rank this at number six behind some of my, like, I guess, untouchable Zelda games. And, uh, you know, we, we did a ton of Majora's Mask content earlier this year. We talked about the dungeons, the side quests, just the, the game in general. Um, I love this game, but it is it is odd to see that it, it keeps on slipping further and further back and further, you know, down the list. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That is kind of weird that it keeps slipping more and more. And I guess that's just like the flow of our team and how different people can, you know, adjust something like that, make something like the, like Majora's Mask, which is a huge fan favorite, you know, go, go lower and lower in the rankings. Um, for me personally, it went up this year because, again, we played it, and I hadn't played it in a long time. So I got reacquainted with a lot of the things that I love about it, but I also got reacquainted with a lot of the things that I don't care for in it. So it, it kind of is middle-of-the-pack game for me. Um, but it's such a solid Zelda game. It's got everything in the Zelda formula that we like. And the gimmick of it is really cool. The whole, you only have three days to save the world kind of thing is neat, and I like that. And the characters are 
probably some of the most involved characters of the Zelda series where you feel more connected to them, like the NPCs versus the main characters. So right. I like that, and I think that it, it's it's deserving to at least be in the top five. Like, if it goes any lower than that, I'd be kind of shocked. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. It's, uh, I, I don't know, it's just, it's weird because it, it's, to me, it's just like one of those, like, top-tier Zelda games, and, and maybe it's just my own personal kind of skewed vision here, but... You know, the next two games, I'm looking at them and I'm like, these are not, these are not better than The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Number four, The Wind Waker. Um, so I have an interesting piece of trivia for the next two games here. So the highest rank is obviously number one. A bunch of people ranked The Wind Waker as their favorite game. Uh, and it, it was number six last year, so it jumps up two spots. The lowest rank that anyone ranked The Wind Waker was number 12. You want to guess who that was? you <laughs> it was me it was me yeah i mean I, I hate to keep repeating myself but we also you know we we did some wind waker shows earlier this year too just focusing on the dungeons and and what have you i don't know i just i you know it's a it's a gorgeous game it's it's incredibly pretty but i think that actually i'm gonna read a quote that someone uh that someone had written because i think that it really kind of speaks to my feelings so Let's see. Mike Midwood said, Ironically, The Wind Waker is probably the shallowest gameplay experience in the Zelda series. And I agree with that. It's... It's... I don't know. It's, it's just... It, there's not a whole lot going on. I feel like the dungeons are passe. I feel like there's too much water. And I know that people laugh at that. But, I mean, this game could have used a lot more land uh, a lot more towns a lot more people um i mean after you meet like after the second dungeon like that's it you you've you've seen the biggest landmass that you're gonna see in this game um i think that the uh, yeah i don't know it's just this game doesn't really it doesn't resonate with me i guess the way that it resonates with others um again it's a very very pretty game but and, and i like the story and it's got incredible music but just gameplay-wise, I feel like it is lacking for me. So, yeah, I, I ranked it lower on my list. I feel like I didn't bury it. I, I mean, 12 isn't that bad, but I, I was surprised that I ranked it the lowest out of everybody. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know how you could say this game is shallow when, you know, this biggest part of the plot is all submerged underwater, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I don't feel like it's shallow. I... And I haven't ranked at number four as well. I have to say, my list is doing pretty good compared to the actual list. I had a link between worlds at six, Wind Waker at four. Um, I I really enjoy this game. It's a feel-good game. It's got this fun, quirky kind of art style that, you know, everybody kind of hated as a child. But when they got older, they were like, you know what? This is actually a really decent game. And it really doesn't look that bad. It's very beautiful, especially with the HD remake. Um... I understand why there isn't a lot of land, and I know that people don't like that, but it's it's like, it's for the story. You're meant to explore this, like, ruinous kind of place, kind of like Breath of the Wild, this post-apocalyptic, because there was a huge flood that, you know, wiped everybody out down below. So it it put, it adds to the story, in my opinion, but, like, the, the dungeons are solid for me. Um, the fighting style is probably one of my favorites from the series. I really like how smooth you move through the fighting style. 
Um, and I, I don't know. I just, it's really charming and fun. And I will play this game over and over and over again and never get tired of it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like the dungeons are definitely a thing that really, really hold it back for me. Like I, I think that you know, and you can go listen to our dungeons episode, but I, I think that all of the dungeons are there's bad ones and then there's average ones, and I, I don't think that there's any like truly great dungeons. And then yeah, I mean like it's such a cliche thing to say, but like you're sailing and sailing and sailing and sailing, and it's like this sucks. And I, I understand that you know in the HD remake you can get swift sail and that alleviates a lot of that pressure and uh for that matter it also alleviates a lot of the momentum killer that the triforce quest was but i mean i still think that that kills your momentum towards the latter parts of the game but you know it's not like you get the swift sail right away and you if you were playing that game i feel like you could go without knowing that the swift sail ever existed and i just like you talk about momentum killers it's like let me pause, let me play my, my song, let me change the direction of the wind. It just, I don't know, it, it doesn't it doesn't hit for me. So, there it is. Uh, Fair but enough. I will say that uh, number 12 seems like absolutely nothing compared to the next game on our list. Number 3, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Uh, six writers ranked this as their absolute favorite Zelda of all time. It creeps up one spot, it was number 4 on our list last year. The lowest rank it had was number 17, Allison. Any guesses as to who ranked it <laughs> number 17? <laughs> Andy Ugly Spiteri. <laughs> oh, man. What what can I say that I have not said before about this game? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It, 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 honestly, like, what, what what can I say? Like, the... I don't, I don't want to use... I don't want to use that word, and I'm not going to use it. So, instead, all I will say is that the thing that turns me off so much about this game is it's it's just it's trying so hard to be this edgy mature Zelda that you know it's it's like the teenager that's wearing eyeliner and my chemical romance and dyeing their hair black i feel like there's no charm there's no whimsy there's no none of that none, all of those things are very important to Zelda games, I feel like, and it does not exist in this game. You have an annoying companion. You have a, oh my god, the opening intro. What, what was the word? Miserable. That was the word, and that <laughs> that is truly miserable. I will say this: this game has some great dungeons, and has some great bosses, has some great moments, but the the entire package, I feel like that the tone just turns me right off. So I ranked this low on my list, but I knew that people would rank it high. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I feel like number three is, is a bit high for me, but, uh, whatever, I guess. I mean, I, 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 a lot of people know that I don't feel that great about Twilight Princess either, but I wouldn't go, I wouldn't ever go to Andy's level. This is very middle of the pack kind of Zelda game for me. I just, I don't like it when I feel like I'm being forced to play something that, I don't really enjoy it's it's not like it's a bad Zelda game I just feel like it's a huge chore the majority of the stuff that you have to do in it the tears of light um, some of the dungeons Ugh. I just feel like are a slog I did replay it recently and I do like some of the dungeons more now like um, the uh, oh gosh I'm forgetting the name of the dungeon with Yeto and Yetta oh uh, Snow Peak 
thank you. Wow, completely blanked on that. But I actually really like that dungeon. It's a lot of fun. Um, the boss oh, it's, fights, it's we great. will always yeah. hype up the boss fights on, on this show because it does have really solid boss fights. So those are cool. The end fight with Ganondorf is something that I always look forward to. But the thing is that it takes me so long to get there and it's not really a fun experience. Maybe I'll just have a save file one day where I just am at the end. <laughs> I could play the end part. Like, it's a good Zelda game. It's just not my favorite. It doesn't sit with me as much as it does with the people who have all ranked it as number one. I get why you ranked it number one. I get it. It's just not It's not the same for me, and I'm sorry. So I'm going I'm to just point out two things before we move on. Um, I think that this game has too many dungeons, actually. And I yeah. can hear people just being like, ugh, you can never have too many dungeons. Yes, you can. City in the sky is just awful. You know what? If... I think that City in the Sky is, is a bad dungeon, but I, like, I don't... I think that the, its placement in the game is appropriate, but then, like, so you beat that one, but then you have to do another dungeon where you go to the Palace of Twilight, and, like, it feels like kind of a dungeon, but kind of not a dungeon, because you kind of get an item, but also kind of not. You you eventually fight Xant, but, like, like there there's too much at the, at the start. Like, there is... I, I feel like Lake Bed is an unnecessary inclusion or if you really wanted because uh, i mean keep in mind like you have you have to get the three whatever's at the start of the game and each one of those has a dungeon you have to get the three few shadows or whatever's at the after that so that's six dungeons you have to go and uh go to city in the sky after you have to go and get uh the palace of twilight after there might be some i'm i'm forgetting but there's too many dungeons i feel like and it just it drags out the story and also you know, I see that people are commenting that they they like the music, and I just I don't I don't agree with that one. I think that Twilight Princess has some some solid tracks, but like as a as an entire soundtrack, this would be like again towards the bottom of my list as far as Zelda games go. Skyward I don't know Sword if that's blasphemous, definitely but definitely has a better <laughs> a better soundtrack than Twilight. Oh Princess. yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, well. Let's uh, let's stop burying Twilight Princess and keep it going here. Number two on our list is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And it stays at number two from last year, and I'm actually totally okay with that because I have it ranked at number four on my list. I just finished replaying this. What an amazing game Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is. It's fantastic. Yeah, I would agree. This is um, forever, I feel like. The last three years, it's stuck pretty solidly in third place for me so i am not hurt by it being in second place whatsoever it's just so good like there's i feel like there's really not a lot of bad things to say about it except i guess i'm not hannah so <laughs> yeah she she doesn't like this game and actually you know what alexis doesn't like this game either and i think that there is i think that there is some merit to the people that say like you know what, Breath of the Wild is a is a good video game, but it's not a good Zelda game. I can understand where they're coming from when they say that. Because this is such a radical, radical departure. But you know what, to me, I, I feel like there is like the, the spirit of Zelda in this game. You know, do you have traditional dungeons? No, but you do have these divine beasts. You do have these shrines which offer you puzzles. You do have, you know, you have all of this other stuff that you do see in traditional Zelda games. And I, I think of this as, like, a logical evolution rather than a complete departure. Yeah. And I, and I can understand the people that, you know, that don't. And, and I can understand the people that are disappointed in the Breath of the Wild soundtrack. I You know, I'm not in love with the Breath of the Wild soundtrack myself. But, 
you know, I, I think that in the context of the game, it, it does make sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. And you know what? I used to be one of those people that thought that um, this is a solid video game, but it's probably not the best Zelda game. I used to be one of the people that thought that. But now it's been four years. And I've played this game so many times in the last four years, over and over again. And it just, every time I play it, the more it feels like a Zelda game to me. Because just the, only, the only reason people say that is because it doesn't fit the Zelda formula that we've had for the last 30 years. But you said it just right. It's a, it's a logical evolution. We need a new Zelda formula. It's going to get tired eventually. And it probably already was at this point. So I feel like... We're just changing the formula. That doesn't mean it's not a Zelda game anymore. It just means it's the new age of Zelda games. And I'm excited for that. Like, I, I hope that a lot of Zelda games in the future are going to be branching off of this instead of branching off A Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time like the last, you know, 20 years have been. So yeah. this is a good move. And I can understand, you know, some people don't like it and that's okay. But the thing is that it's a stepping stone for the future of this series, and I'm super excited about that. Yeah, uh, you know what? I I will acknowledge you. I think that the story is a mess, and I, yeah. I think that <laughs> that's fair. Well, so let me let me actually back up. One of the things that uh, one of our editors said was that the characterization of Link and Zelda was something that they did not like, and I I actually don't agree with that. I think that their characterization was was really good, and I think that for the most part. The characters in Breath of the Wild are fantastic, and you see a lot of nice little character moments. But what you don't see is a cohesive narrative story, and I think that it's a mess. I think that the the whole Calamity Ganon is is uh, is a mess. It wasn't thought out, and I think that Nintendo needs to kind of get it together and and you know maybe maybe learn how to craft a story like a proper story while at the same time giving players freedom, because I don't think that they struck that balance very well in Breath of the Wild. So that's definitely something that I think can be improved, and that's a hole that I, you know, that hole, and because the story was such a mess, is why I'm looking forward to Age of Calamity so much, because, you know, Age of Calamity isn't a game that I would usually be looking forward to, but I just want, you know, I want that game to fill in all of the holes and all of the the balls that Nintendo dropped with the story of Breath of the Wild. So I, I will give my criticism and two cents that yeah and i think that if age of calamity goes the way that you and i think it's gonna go it's only just gonna make breath of the wild better yeah yeah definitely um i agree with that all right well allison are you ready to talk about the number one game the best zelda ever i'm so ready and it's so fitting i'm very excited about the number one spot 10 first place finishes among 30 writers. 18 finishes in the top three. Uh, no surprise for the third year in a row. The best Zelda ever, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I have this ranked as my favorite Zelda game. I have this as my favorite video game ever. Uh, wh what, what can you say? What can you say that has not been said about Ocarina of Time before? It's... Uh, it's one of the most important video games, I think, ever. I, yeah, I 100% agree. This is also my forever number two spot. So, I, it's just, a lot of people feel like A Link to the Past is what evolution, or, um, like, created the Zelda series, I kind of feel like. That's a common, you know, a common thought. But the thing is that it did until Ocarina of Time came out. 
<laughs> like a few years later. It's just like it's so it's such a solid, iconic. It's literally the picture in my mind whenever anybody says the word Zelda, I instantly think of Ocarina of Time. It is the poster boy of the Zelda series. And it's so rightfully in the number one spot. That's just it I I can't say anything more about it either. It's just like what we've, we're beating a dead horse at this point. Yeah, I, I want to read some quotes actually from do it from some people here. So Brittany Lindstrom says, "Quote: This is the game that taught me what the medium of gaming can do for storytelling. The one that saved me from crippling childhood depression, and the one that pushed me to dream of becoming a professional illustrator. How can one game do all of these things?" End quote. And that really struck with me, but. This this one from um, man, this one from uh, Mark really really hit me. I think um, there is a reason this game is constantly at the top or very near the top of every best Zelda ever list. This is Nintendo at its very best, taking what you know and pushing it in a direction you never expected to deliver something truly magical. Um, in my opinion, this game legitimized the video game industry and sparked the imagination and creativity of an entire generation. That really, that struck a chord with me. And another quote from Brittany here, quote, This is the game for me that elevated video games from mindless fun to thought-provoking and emotional art that you can actually interact with. And that is like my thought verbatim. Uh, that That is why I always, you know, I've said on the show before, like, I played video games thinking that they were like a fun thing to do, but after Ocarina of Time, I was like, "This is something else. Like this is this is an art form." And uh, you know, I, I can't I can't say I can't say that any better than Brittany laid it out right there. So yeah, you know, that's actually a pretty cool point because a lot of people feel like people waste their time playing video games and that they're not. They're not using their senses or anything when they just are mindlessly playing a video game. But I just feel like that's not true. And Ocarina of Time is a really good example of that. You're being very clever in this game. You're experiencing a story. You're using your mind. You're using, like, your your uh, your heart, you know? As corny as that sounds, like, you feel this game. And it, it helped me and I understanding now these other people you know feel more connected to these stories and to this art and to just the whole thing overall it's not mindless and it I don't think I don't like that argument that you're just wasting your wasting your life away playing video games you're just living in uh, you're living in a new world and it's helping you learn lessons you know about how to be a good person how to be a brave person and it puts you in the shoes of somebody else and makes you think of problem solving that you wouldn't ever have before. And I just think that's really important. And I'm really glad that Ocarina of Time is that game for a lot of people that made them realize how much they're actually growing as a person, you know, instead of just sitting there and playing a game. Absolutely. Uh, very well said. Um, and there it is. That is our best Zelda ever 2020 list there were so many writers that contributed to this list um you know it, i i can't i can't name them all there's so many that just contributed valuable insight personal insight um analysis uh to to rod judy yourself allison for editing this all together i, I i'm really proud of how this list turned out i really encourage people to uh, to go and check it out over on the website and uh, let us know what you think about it and uh, i guess that being said 
Al. That that pretty much wraps up our show on this best-seller ever list. Anything that you want to say before we get out of here? Um, I'm really excited to see what happens next year with the best Zelda ever list because we're going to have Age of Calamity and maybe possibly, fingers crossed, Breath of the Wild 2. So it's always exciting to see what new people but also new games do to this list. Maybe possibly, fingers crossed, Skyward Sword HD. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Okay. Getting me excited. <laughs> that would be nice. All right. Well, fingers crossed that you guys enjoyed this episode. I have to imagine that you probably did. Uh, we're going to get out of here. We've got a special surprise treat for you next week that I think that you guys are going to dig. Uh, until then, everybody, we want you to check us out over on Twitter, at Spateri316 and at Allison Aletha. Uh, and check out the Champions cast over on Facebook. We're going to have another uh, Q&A very, very soon, so check us out over there. In the meantime, we want you to uh, subscribe over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe to the Champions Cast and recommend it to that Zelda fanatic in your life. Tell them where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. Uh, That's it. That's all. We are out of here, and we will see you guys next week. Take care.